Well, brothers and sisters, when I read this gospel passage today, I get a little nervous because he says, do not be called rabbi, which means teacher. And I, within the Marian community, am the teacher of the novices. I also get the title novice master. And he says, do not be called master. <laughs> and then of course, he in addition says, call no one on earth your father. And here I am a priest, a father. And it's all too frequent that some of our perhaps fundamentalist Christian brothers and sisters will point out this passage to me, usually in kind of like a, a drive-by kind of thing. They'll just say, call no one your father, and then run away. <laughs> it's like, well, wait, can't we talk about that? The difficulty, of course, is understanding how does Jesus mean, how does he intend this passage? He doesn't intend it literally. And there are other places in sacred scripture where Jesus doesn't intend a passage literally. For example, he says, if your eye causes you to sin, cut it out. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. But I don't see too many fundamentalists walking around with no eyes or no hands. And this too is an example of what we call hyperbole. Jesus is using a, a strong example and, and a kind of an exaggeration in a sense as a rhetorical device to really drive home the message. Even in, in other places in sacred scripture, the word father is used all the time. In the Old Testament, Elisha calls Elijah, my father, my father, because Elijah was certainly the, the prophet who came before him, who taught him everything. And then even in the gospels, St. Luke uses the word father to refer to St. Joseph at the presentation after Simeon had lifted up the child Jesus and said those beautiful words, now Lord, you let your servant, you can let your servant go in peace, etc. It's St. Luke who says that his father, Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what was said about the child. And in other places in the gospels, such as the, the, um, the genealogies in both Matthew and Luke's gospel, we hear how so-and-so is the father of so-and-so who's the father of so-and-so. Even in the first reading that we heard today in the book of Ruth, we hear that kind of language. He was, well, his name was Obed, and it says he was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And so the word father is used all over the place. And just instinctively, we all know, who's going to tell a little child, oh, you can't call your father father. You have to call him some other title, maybe a parental, male parental figure or something like that. That's just silly. So this passage isn't meant to be taken literally. It's exaggeration. But why? Why does Jesus use this hyperbole, this hyperbolic language to, to give this instruction? Well, it helps if we look at the context. If we look at the context of this whole gospel passage, what is Jesus talking about? He's talking about those who go around seeking out places of honor in society, wanting to be called rabbi because it's an honorific thing and it makes someone look important. There was 
a whole system of honor and dishonor built into Jewish society at the time of Christ. It was called the honor-shame code. And we hear it in other places where if someone sits at a table and the host comes along and says, no, you should move down to a lower place. Well, that's a, that's a shaming experience. And then the person who is more honored is welcome to sit in, in the first place or the higher place. There was this whole sense of like a, a pecking order in, in Jewish society. And people were always sort of vying for the upper place. That's partly why all the, the Jewish leaders at the time of Jesus were challenging him, trying to trap him with those various questions that they would ask him in order to try to shame him. Because if he goes a little lower on the honor ladder, then people won't follow him. Whereas the Pharisees and the scribes, if they could best Jesus, if they could you know, show that he was wrong and that they were right, then people will honor them and follow them. And so this was all built into society at the time of Christ. But Jesus is really turning that whole model on its head when he says, you know, do not be called teacher or master or father. He's saying it's not about honor. It's about service and humility. That's why at the end he says, the greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. And that also goes hand in hand with the point of Jesus's story when he says, when you go to a banquet, take the lowest place. Let someone else call you to a higher place. This is the model that Jesus is giving for those of us who are called father or teacher or novice master. We all need to see our roles as roles of service. And therefore, in humility, to see that, you know, it, it's not because we're so good that we do what we do. It's because the Lord has called us and is inviting us to this role of service so that we might be there for others. So that a father, whether a biological father or a spiritual father, might take as their model God the Father. And in imitation of him, seek to give everything to their sons and daughters, the way God the Father gave his only begotten son. Similarly, teachers and masters, and by the way, master is just another word for teacher. That's why you can get a master of divinity. It comes from the Latin magister. But that's why teachers and masters have to look to the example of Jesus, the divine teacher who gave everything, his own life even, for all those who were entrusted to him, his disciples. Thus, we look to our heavenly father and Jesus as the best of fathers and teachers. And we take them as our model and inspiration and the source of grace that we need to live out our roles of fatherhood and teachers following them. I give great thanks for my own mother today because she was a teacher. 
she taught social studies for seventh graders. And it, she taught the same grade in the same school for 47 years. And then she retired and she became a substitute teacher. And now, uh, sadly, she has dementia. But even in her dementia, she says, I think I want to go back to substitute teaching next year. Mom is a teacher through and through. And I asked her one day, Mom, what do you, what do you love so much about teaching? And she said, the kids. I love the children. I miss them. And it became very evident because some years ago, two of her students, she taught uh, Russian history. She loved Russian history. And two of her students took a big you know, sheet of, of paper and made a crayon drawing, an enormous crayon drawing of St. Basil's Cathedral and gave it to her. Not because it was an assignment, but simply because they loved their teacher. And I still have it this, to this day, and I, I put it on the wall in our House of Formation in Washington, D.C., with a little note explaining that it came from my mom. I'm sure we all have examples of good teachers in our own lives. I pray we all have examples of, of good fathers, whether biological or spiritual. And today, let us give thanks for those teachers and fathers and mothers who truly have modeled for us the fatherhood of God the Father and the qualities of Jesus the divine teacher, those who have truly given everything for us that we might have the precious gift that we have today, not only our biological lives, but above all, our spiritual lives and the gift of salvation that the Lord offers us the gift of divine mercy. Today, let us pause to give thanks for our teachers and fathers. And for those of us who are our teachers and parents, let us renew our petition and really beg the Lord to help us to do what the Lord has called us to do. And that we might follow the example of Jesus, the good teacher, and our Heavenly Father, our good, good Father. And learn from them what it truly means to lay down our lives for others, that they too might have the precious gift of life and faith that we have. And may God bless you and all those good teachers and fathers who have gone before us. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content.
which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.